Hello and welcome to Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Chuck Agadosi. Chuck, thank you very much for joining me. No problem, Simon. Thank you for having more. You're welcome. Ah, Paul Evie Francais? Uh, don't listen, don't get started. Just leave it there. Let's <laughs> leave it there. M O I more. Uh, <laughs> o U I we. Oh, yeah, sorry. And not N O N. If I need to use any of those three, I'll be. <laughs> those are what I can be using today. We not. I think my limitations on speaking the French language are watching Del Boy and Only Fools and Horses. So yeah. <laughs> probably, probably not very good. Um, Pogba. I can say Pogba. I need like a Pogba. Right, okay, so just before we hit record, um, you were saying how you had listened to episode one uh, with Stephen Brown, mm. and you went and listened to Fanatical Prospecting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Stephen was going on about, listen, I um, I don't, I don't really listen or read a lot of um uh, Luke's, if I'm honest, but the honest truth. But um, something compelled me to listen to that to that uh, to that podcast. And um, something uh, that Stephen said kind of thought, well, you know what? Let me give it a little try. And so yeah, I got an audible and in the gym in the morning. I uh, my little 35, 40 minute sessions. I started um, listening to it chunk by chunk, and yeah, I just finished it this week. So yeah, it was good. Is there any any key takeaways for the for the listeners who perhaps haven't gone and read that book or, or listened to it on Audible? I think I mean listen. I think it is it, it is as what the title says. It's <laughs> it's being fanatical about prospecting. It is eat, breathe prospecting, and and obviously for any of those who haven't listened to the book, it's not it's not aimed at you know a state agency per se. It is it's just sales, isn't it? Um, and I think. One of the key things that um, I took away from there is being a CEO of your own business, you know, mm. being a CEO of your own time kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, he is, it, as, as I said before, it's, it's, in, it's in the title. It really is about, uh, about making the time to um, sort of invest in prospecting and, and certainly first thing in the day. And he then breaks down into sort of like disciplines and what you can do and how how it can help. It's definitely worth definitely worth listening or reading. I've definitely taken a few things away that I'm that I'm going to be trying to that I'm going to be implementing. Um, you know that one more just one more call is a yeah. big thing for um, Jeb Blunt. Blunt. Blunt is the yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. How it's I thought it was B L U N T, but then it's, there's an O in there. I'm like, yeah. oh, you've got me. <laughs> uh, certainly not French, but yeah. His, his, in fact, actually, he said that that one thing changed his life. That he, he and his family owe you know owe everything to that kind of just one more call. And listen, he says typically it's then one more call, then just two more calls, three more calls. <laughs> but that that discipline that he instilled himself in himself. So yeah, a, a really good listen. Really good listen. I, I bet it's a bit like that in the um, in the gym, though, right? Like one more minute on that treadmill, or or one more rep. Yeah, no, not for me. Though. I think I'm more like <laughs> no, no, no. one less rep won't kill me. One less rep won't kill me. Yeah, that one minute. I could finish one minute early. So actually, no. I, I, listen, I suppose it's like that for some people. You know, it can you can apply that to anything, can't you? you know? Yeah. Like one more, one more fry, one more burger, one more minstrel, one more skin, whatever you want. I suppose what it, it's whatever it is important to you. And um, obviously, 
you know, estate agency or sales, your career, your profession, whatever it is you're doing. I just found it very, um, yeah, I, I, would, I would go as far as saying inspirational in, in how he is so disciplined and, he, and you know, he, he gives you examples of various people um, across various industries where they've applied it. He's all gives you a nice little example. So he won't just tell you something, he'll give you an example of how you can do it. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good listen. Yeah, yeah, really good listen. So I think a few words that come up a lot in these podcast recordings that I've been doing discipline, consistency, uh, persistence, relentlessness, fanatical. And I think if we're all truthful to ourselves, myself included, when it comes to prospecting, which helps get more listings, those words they're not they're yeah. not religiously you know being actioned absolutely and, and he says that i mean he, just, he makes no bones in saying that it's the worst part of the job he, he says it in the book you know it's the worst part it's the one that you don't you know jump up in the morning and say great I'm <laughs> but he you know he stresses how fundamental it is i mean i don't you know i you know i i dislike it knocking on doors or you know you know calling people that you feel that you're hassling but you know it listening to that book listening to that read it just made it made me feel actually i'm not alone actually Mm, and this guy's been so successful and even he didn't like doing it but you know it became it became it became a part of his every day yeah. and that's the thing about it. it you know he'll go as far as saying it has to be done first thing in the morning or break it down in chunks but you know do it first thing in the morning get it out of the way first thing in the morning and then you've got the rest of your day to, 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 to crack on and because of the day and age that we're in there are so many ways in which you can prospect um so that so- that leads nicely on to the next question actually to try to cut across you but there are so many different ways to prospect. You mentioned door knocking. So what what does prospecting look like to you? What what do you think are the ways to, to prospect to, to generate business? Yeah, I mean for me, door door knocking is quite important. Um, I mean, I'm probably a little bit different because I try and do a lot of things that are kind of off market. So I try and do things that maybe, you know, don't ever end up on, on, on right movement. So you can say maybe someone who's withdrawn a property from the market a year or two ago, someone who was trying to sell a year or so ago, and for whatever reason they, they came out. That's probably the thing that I that I you know that I work on the most. Um but yes, yeah, so a prospecting was like door knocking for me. I think when you know when you know when I worked at sort of like the corporate, you know, we were kind of yeah, that was a big thing. So the corporate where I was at, that was actually a big thing. So I'm quite thankful for that. Mm. Um, we were, we were all. It was all about um, touting, canvassing, whatever you want to call it. But they were very, they were very, very big. It was kind of morning meeting, then get out of the office. Yeah. And whereas that, you know, our competitors or you know, there are you know some of the more bougie independents, whatever you want to call yeah. them, they didn't do that. You know, I remember we would go out walking past them, we'd see them in the office, but we walk out with our flyers in our hands. So I was, that was, that was very, that was something that, that we had very early on in. So it doesn't really phase me. I suppose you kind of, I've learned how to maybe finesse it a little bit. Yeah. That it's not so much, who the hell are you knocking on my door? You know what I mean? So, so what does a door not look like to you when you're, you're, you're knocking on my door, I open it. Well, you wouldn't get a door knock from me without having had something from me beforehand. 
So oh, okay. I can, yeah, it, yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't just see me turn up at your door. Who the hell? What? <laughs> um, yeah, you you would have had to lots of things from me beforehand, whether that be a comp slip, a handwritten note, um, a flyer. You would have had something with me. So I would hope it would be quite warm. Yeah. There are times when I've knocked on doors and I've, I've seen <laughs> I've seen them still on the on the floor and the, in, in the porch. But I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it wouldn't be just a cold knock. It would be a warm knock. As I said, you would have received something before from me, and it would primarily would normally be about me trying to kind of help you or ask, can I help with your onward move? So I've never tried coming with the old. I need to come here to sell your home. Even yeah. though you've been on the market before previously and you may have withdrawn, you know, so I've said you've withdrawn your property from the market. I don't know it's fallen through. I suspect it's fallen through in some instances. Yeah. I know it's fallen through. But at some point, you wanted to move. Yeah, yeah. And my experience kind of shows me um, if you've had that, you can't, it doesn't really just ever wait, does it? It may be parked for a bit, but it doesn't completely go away. I think it's a paused move and there's an itch that still needs scratching there because like a really good example I can give is someone taking their property off the market. Um, let's say, I don't know, spring sort of time and they go, my children are about to do their GCSEs, they're about to do their A-levels. Uh, and today's A-level results day as we're recording this. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, actually yeah. If, if that property is withdrawn from the market and it was something that was withdrawn from, from me, I'm ringing up on A level results. They're going, Chuck. Yeah. How was your How was your daughter's results? Some results. Did they get the UNAV one? And hopefully yeah. they're going. Oh my God, this guy's incredible. Yeah. But yeah. I know so many agents probably withdraw from market, and they go, Yeah, you know, they weren't that motivated. They wanted too much money. Yeah. A bit of a pain, and they archive yeah. them. Whereas yeah. they'll that agent will then go and chuck ten thousand leaflets out trying to win new yeah. business when it's like you've actually got someone there who's probably yeah. still wanting to move in the future. But you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and, and then back in the day, I mean, I was guilty of that. You know, when I worked on my street, you know, you know, we were guilty of that. We would, you know, if, if I think back to the times we had calling out, we had to stand up on, you know, away from away from the chairs away <laughs> and get the chair back until you booked in X amount of appointments. And, you know, if I couldn't get hold of someone or whatever, we were like, oh, yeah, they're rubbish, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And we would just archive them. I mean, if only I knew now... If I only if I knew them, sorry, what yeah. you know, what I know now, I mean, they were gold dust. You know, yeah. it's gold dust. You know, yeah. we, if we had we cultivated a relationship and rapport, then yeah, like you said, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't need to be running around, you know, spending money on leaflets or, or, or you know, running around knocking on doors. We had that. We had the information. I know door knock to get the information that I had then. You know, an email, yeah. a phone number. You know, permission to keep in touch. Yeah. I help you. I can't remember the exact stat, but it's something like more than fifty percent of withdrawn properties come back to the market within twelve months, oh. and actually, majority of them don't go back to the agent no. they're on with either for no. for obvious reasons from what we've just just discussed. Yeah. And there's so many tools out there you can use. I've I've got videos on how you you can use Rightmove and Zooper to go and find withdrawn listings. I'm, uh, just yeah. before we hit recording this, I was helping an agent find some withdrawn listings on a certain street that he wants to get into. Yeah. And there's one agent I deal with who's got over 800 full addresses of properties that withdrew from the market in his area. Now, yeah. he was boring, as in, I'm not calling him boring, he was boring and yeah. fanatically prospected, as in he sat at a computer screen 
yeah went through thousands of addresses to find yeah. several hundred that were drawn yet you say to 99 percent of estate agents sit at that screen for a few hours they'll yeah. go no i'm not doing that yeah. Yeah. so yeah i think withdrawn is a is a very very good one um the other thing I, i'm going to say a couple of well, I think they're funny. Um, so just, if you don't think it's funny, just laugh anyway. Uh, uh, there we go, got a laugh. Right. So, <laughs> that, that's not genuine now. Um, the latest episode that I just released of this podcast uh, with a guy called Damien Merry, he actually said that one of uh, two of his biggest forms of prospecting was social media and door mm. knocking. But he said when he first started door knocking, he absolutely hated it and he had to get his wife to lock the car so he couldn't get back into it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he had to go knock on the door, uh, yeah. which is interesting uh, yeah. hearing him say that. Um, but he does really well from it. And then the other bit of door knocking, I remember a few years ago, I'm a really proud homeowner. I'm really delighted I've owned my own house. Knock at the door, I go and open it. And the guy says, are your parents in? <laughs> uh, and I was just like, immediately, I was like, yeah. I don't know, I can call them and find out if they're in yeah. their house. And he was like, <laughs> oh, no. And I yeah. and it was it was like see you later and turn around and uh yeah I mean I do look pretty young uh but it, it, yeah it's just nerve wracking it is nerve wracking door knocking listen and I get that some people completely listen it's it's one of those ones isn't it do you door knock do you look door knock and I get why people some people don't like it don't want to do it I I, I completely get it um and yet there are others who you know who are comfortable with it it was, certainly wasn't something I was comfortable at at first. Um, and as I said, I had to adapt a little bit and drop, you know, try and drop a little, a little note beforehand to warm it up. And like, you know, you know, as that door opens, you've just got a multitude of things. Like, what are they going to be like? And they're going to be rude? And they're going to? And listen, you know, sometimes you get people. You knock on the door at the wrong time, and there is no right time, by the way, to knock on the door, is there? But you know, all you can do is polite smile. And leave it in the lap of the gods really as to how they're going to respond to you um yeah and and don't take it personally uh if they if they do say no thank thank them and more and more to the next one again day damien who i interviewed said uh, uh i can't remember the exact ratio or or breakdown but it was like he knew for x amount of door knocks he got he got a market appraisal yeah so let's just say every door knock was worth 50 quid whether they told you yeah. to f off or not I'd Absolutely. shake their hand and say thank you very much. I'm on my way to yeah. to the next fifty quid. Um, and yeah. look, you you might catch one a bad day where you've gone and knocked on the door, and I don't know. They've come home from work. They're looking forward to opening a bottle of wine, and they go, "Oh my god, there's no wine in the fridge," and it's irritating yeah. them. You knock on the yeah. door, and yeah. it's, the world's ended. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and and like I said, also, you know, I look at. I think you know it's. I go through the withdrawn, so sometimes they can be a little bit harder because, you know, if they've been withdrawn within the last year or so, it, you know, it may not be in the forefront of their mind at this moment in time. So, you know, I'm not looking to, you know, if I come away with a contact number or an email, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit easier. Again, I think you need to warm them up a bit, but it's a little bit easier, you know, if you're knocking on the door of someone who's been on the market for eight weeks, ten weeks. You've been on, you're knocking on the door, someone's been in the market eight, eight ten weeks, and they just had a price reduced. Yeah. yeah, I think that's an easier one, isn't there? So, you know, there, I do think there are, I do think you can knock some doors and kind of build up to it, i.e., don't make it so hard on yourself. Someone's been on the market for 10 weeks and just reduced their, their asking price. Arguably, someone's been on the market for four weeks and, and reduced yeah. their asking price. 
they're motivated, aren't they? Absolutely. And I, th- I, one of the things I really like of what you've said a few times now, and it's like that Gary V approach of jab, jab, jab. Like you said, I don't just go knock on a door without them having had something from me yeah. before. So it's it's a couple of jabs. So that knock at yeah. the door, like I said, not a cold call. It's a warm introduction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I really like that. And I think what you also said, you know, I'm I'm going there. I, I want to get a name and a yeah. telephone number. Whereas I think so you're going right. I need to get to. Uh, I need to hit my driver off a tee. I need to get yeah. to the fairway. Hit yeah, yeah. green, put it in the hole. Whereas so many agents are like, I just want to put the ball in the hole. And it's like, yeah, but you're 400 yards away from the hole at the moment. Trust me, though, that's from a mistake here because I was, you know, when I first started doing door knocking, I was trying to get the ball. And so I was, I want to sell you a hole. <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, you know, the, 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 the sending a note or a flyer or a Hamilton note, uh, conflict was kind of, well, let me just lessen the kind of nose I'm going to get. Let me just soften it up. So that was a that was a trial and error thing because I, you know, I won't lie. I did initially, you know, when I, you know, when I was door knocking, I was trying to go in for going for the kill, and it, 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 you know, you, it's not, it's not going to work. Yeah. So it's, what it's what just, kind of things do you, if you, you, know, you don't want to give away all your trade secrets? But what kind of thing might you put in a note that's going through someone's door who's well, yeah? It, it really, I mean, it really depends because you know I will. I, I do a little bit of homework on before each property I knock. I really do. I spend that little five, ten minutes on each property. So I typically probably go and knock. If I was going to do door knocking, I'd probably go and sort of aim to do like 10, anywhere between 10 and 20 in a little chunk. So, I, you know, I'll do, and sometimes I'll do some in the morning and sometimes I'll do some in the late afternoon, evening. Um, and that, you can, the way, actually since the pandemic and so many more people work from home, actually, it, it doesn't have to be a sort of like a morning and evening. It can be an afternoon yep. as well, you know. Um, I've even done door knocking on a, you know, on a, on a Sunday, sort of a Sunday lunchtime. So I mix it up. But it would, in answer to your question in terms of what would I do or what would I put on a note, it really depends on the property. Um, it will, I will sort of like refer back to the fact that they were on the market that was withdrawn and I was yep. back on the market, you know, six, seven months ago. Um could I just ask where you were happy, where you were thinking, where, where were you thinking of moving? Yeah. Because I really, I, you know, I specialise in helping people find home locally, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I might then put a little flyer um, and then I would knock maybe a week later. So they've had two things, a handwritten note and a, a leaflet stroke flyer. And, and then, I'll, then I'll knock and then I'll say, hi, it's me. And my, my flyer sometimes got a little caricature, animated caricature. So that's kind of, you know, it just softens it a little bit. Um, you know, I think I spoke to you before. You were like put a picture on it. I was like, oh, I don't want to put my ugly mug on there. So you know what? I'm going to put a little animated little figure on there. So yeah, something like that is what I do. That, that seems that seems to work well because I just concentrate quite, quite locally. Yeah. Um, it, it 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 helps. But listen, it, it's not successful every time. But the more you do it, the more, I suppose the bit more success you get, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I lo- I love what you said as well. Like. There was no kind of um, it's just a rinse and repeat because uh, let's just say withdrawn data, for example, Look, there's, there's loads of tech out there that you could use to find withdrawn addresses and then bulk send them a letter. And look, that might get you an OK hit rate. But when yeah. you said, I'm going to go and do a bit of research on it, I'll find out who it was on with. What did marketing look like? What was the price? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'll mention that in my letter yeah. or my note. And they're going to go, do you know, what? he hasn't just sent this to 50 people. 
He's pinpointed me um, and he's shared some value in that. So Absolutely. That's a really important point you, you say there, actually, because I do that. I actually, so if you'd been on the market, if you'd been on the market from, you know, for three or four months, I'll change that to sort of 12 weeks, 16 weeks, you know, it's, oh, really? We're on the market that long kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So I actually always do this. I always mention, um, I've never mentioned the name of the agent, but I will always mention the time they were on the market. So they'd be like, oh, all right, he knows what's been happening here. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a really important point, definitely. Uh, I'm just thinking out loud now in terms of the length of time. What do you think if you'd put days? I tried that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I, I have to, I mix it up. Sometimes it's days, sometimes, because, you know, sometimes, I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you've had someone who's been on the market eight months or so, you're like, oh, that's, a, that's a hell of a lot of days, isn't it? And I think I get to the point where if it's over three, if it's over sort of like three or four months, then I'll start to put weeks. Um, yeah, I tried days. I think days, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've just had a quick look at where I live slash used to sell houses and the average property selling in 23 days at the moment. Wow. So if I'm door knocking something that's been on the market for one month, plus or it yeah. withdrew and it was on for you know more than 23 days you can say look did you know on average yeah dead area things are selling within 23 days if you want me to give you a free marketing audit yeah perhaps why you haven't achieved what others are doing give me yeah. a doubt and i'm sure a lot more people would react to that than they would do you want a free valuation they're like yeah. well, i don't need a valuation because i'm already on the market oh, like, yeah absolutely yeah no, it's not a bad shout it's not it's not a bad shout at all and it may be that one of those ones that i try and you know, I, I go back and try the days as i said because i concentrate on withdrawals a lot more um price reductions i've just started to do as well so where you've been where you've had a price reduction normally like i'll try and catch the two or three days actually off the back of you off the back of the home search you know when i get the price reduction then now i've just tried it this week so it'll be interesting to see what comes off what comes of those i think when someone reduces their price i this is a um a very blunt stereotypical comment i'm going to make now but typically when someone has dropped their price it's the owner was over optimistic on the price and the agent needed the instructions went along with it or the yeah. agent was overly optimistic, so they wanted the instruction, and the owner got, you know, pound signs in their eyes. When it's then not succeeded, the agent has gone, we need to drop the price. And I think yeah. that that's a conversation that's happening. It's, it's not, again, the tiered approach of let's sit down and look at the marketing, the presentation, the competition. Yeah. It's straight into, we need to drop the price. So that homeowner is probably, oh, they've just told us to drop our price. Yeah, and not their trust level has has reduced in that agent a little bit, so it's a good yeah. time to swoop in. But again, like you said before, it's not about slating the competition. It's saying, "Hey, yeah. see, you've adjusted your price. If I was your chosen agent, yeah, you know, I'd I notice, I don't know, there's no leaves on the trees in your photo. Yeah. I'd get yeah. a new photo, or the wheelie bins outside, maybe get that yeah. moved, or you know, it's a difficult one though, isn't it? Though because you know you picked on one of the reasons why it might be, and, and you know. There'll be agents out there who will know what it's like. You'll go in there and you'll say something to a seller in terms of where you think it should be. And a seller says, I want to try X amount. And, you know, I, you know, deep, deep down, you know really that it should be where, you're, where, where, where you suggested, but you don't want to lose the instruction. And you may have a conversation. I do it sometimes. And it may well be, when I see something reduced after two, three weeks, it may be the agent saying, which is what I would say, okay, Mr. Seller, 
let's try it. Let's try it at, at the figure you suggested for a couple of weeks. But if we don't get the traction that we that, that we yeah. hope, then we'll adjust it to what we feel is the better fast But to be honest, that's a great way to go about it, and that would probably explain why you know there is a number of them going uh, price reducing within the first four weeks. Yeah. You know, the first four weeks are key, and I'm seeing more and more reduced in the mix in, in, in within four weeks. And I bet nine out of ten times it's because the seller has insisted, or and the agent said, "Okay, cool, let's give it three or four weeks before we we adjust the price accordingly." And I can't argue with that because I'd do the same. You yeah. know, and they've just tweaked it. They've tweaked it to the to the price bracket. So that's when you know. You know, when you see it tweaked to the price bracket, you know, <laughs> it was on a I don't know. It was on at eight twenty five or whatever. You're like, what? And then it just goes down to eight hundred. I example. suppose it's it's that 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 old school mentality of. Uh, the owner going, look, I want 800. Well, normally back in my day, I'd, I'd knock a bit off as a buyer. So I'm going to stick it on 825 yeah. to get 800. And it's like exactly. still that education piece of, well, actually, you know, the, the asking price is a mechanism to create competition. Absolutely. It's not, it's not there to, okay, get them in and, and knock them down. So no, that's, that's interesting. Um, you mentioned home search. That was a nice plug and I didn't have to prompt you. So thank right. you. Um, but home search aside, is there any other pieces of tech you use, like a mobile phone app, a Chrome extension, prop tech that you'd recommend agents should be looking at? Well, the Chrome extension that the Chrome extension that you showed me actually, I stick on my right move. Okay, yep. Yeah. So what's that one called? I don't know what that one's Pro called. Property investigation tool. I also uh, also off the back of that, there is another one. I think it's property data. So that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, the green one. Yeah. So I've started using that as well in the last couple of weeks. So it listen, it just helps me stop flicking between right moves Zoopler and, and it just saves me a bit of time. But it also gives you some great information. Yeah. It does give you some great stats as well. So as I'm writing a comp slip, I'm like, oh actually, that's a great stat. And whilst I might not use that stat on a comp slip because you don't want to I think when I'm writing a handwritten note, you, you don't want to go in with too much figures. It, it does help me think oh, actually it, it forms the conversation that i'll have on the doorstep when i door knock actually so those those two are, are really really good it's a bit like the when i said on on average where i am properties are selling in 23 days yeah. you can then form a story around that and that's Absolutely. really powerful and i can be very guilty i'm very data driven of going too far into stats but just that one stat um again with the property investigation tool for anyone listening who's not already got that on uh, Google Chrome, I recommend they uh, get it as an extension. But being able to see, right, that property came on on this date, altered on that date, altered. Oh, it had a sale agreed, came back on, altered again. If you're yeah. going to the door and having a conversation or writing a note and saying, Absolutely. look, this is your history, buyers can actually see that. And Absolutely. maybe they're thinking, what's wrong? Absolutely. It, it's so Absolutely. I mean, and you can see there's some straight away, you can see when it initially came onto the market, there may have been a period when it was under offer, so it was then added again. But to just see the two or three price reductions, and then to be able to say that to the seller, you know, actually buyers can see that, you know, yeah. and just because not 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 also we always think, you know, sometimes we're guilty. I'm, I certainly am guilty. I think that you know, sellers are really clued up; they know what's going on. But actually, some don't. Yeah, you know, they actually look at us as the professionals, as the experts to help guide them. Do you know what, actually, I had a, I can't remember if I've already mentioned this on, on, on a podcast I recorded yesterday, but one of my best friends uh, rang me yesterday and he was basically saying, look, um, my girlfriend is looking to buy an apartment. She's agreed to buy it. 
the solicitor saying it's going to take four months to go through and and he went is that normal and I went well actually like probably like with how how slow things have been past couple of years and he's like but but why like can't it just happen in a few weeks and and I I was like that's really interesting because that is a you know a very well-educated person yeah um you know doing a very very uh um high level job um but they haven't actually bought a property themselves yeah and then yeah. they said that and and i was fa- i was fascinated it's like wow it, it just goes straight i think there's a lot of people out there who 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 make out that they know what they're talking about it's a bit like for example um let me use my mum and dad yeah they would have sold a few houses in their time and maybe count on one hand but they haven't sold a property since 1999. So for them to enter the market now, if they did, 100%. They're, they're, they're clueless compared to the person who does it every day. They're going to rely on a good agent. Yeah. They are going to rely on a good agent to walk them through the process, to guide them through the process, to, you know, any questions, to have their best interest at heart. And sometimes yeah. I'm, I am 100% guilty. You know, I think I have to bamboozle them with figures and this and that. When actually, they just want honest advice, real honest advice, reassurance, and just talk me, walk me through the process. We just want to get to complete. We don't want to lose the one, our onward purchase. You know, we just want to get there with as little stress, get the best possible price. We don't want to be greedy. We just want to get on with our lives. And we'd love for you to help us facilitate that. And sometimes we get bogged, I get bogged down too much in, in the other bits and pieces and realize actually these are real people here who need to help people yeah. in their lives. They shouldn't just be seen as a as a number on a on a, on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Do you know, what I, was, I was thinking the other day um, when and this this can sound really bizarre, but this is going back years ago. And when I'd be working weekends, and you know, you've done your viewings, you're finished. You know, it's a rainy, wet, miserable uh, evening. That the it's dark outside, and you're yeah. like, why the hell am I yeah. here? four o'clock on a Saturday yeah. in a pub or something, right? Yeah. Me and a weekend assistant to sort of kill time. She would quiz me. Yeah. So say a property address yeah. or a street. And I'd say price it was on at the, the owner's yeah. names, how long yeah. they lived there for, where they're moving to. And yeah. I used to love doing that. And yeah. I was pretty, pretty good at it. Like yeah. tell me to remember the date I should be going to dinner with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I won't. But t- those things were like, yeah. just i don't know, ingrain in my brain so yeah. point, again they weren't just someone on you know print off a, the the stock list yeah, and go absolutely. right 100 smith street you need to get the price down it's like well actually that's yeah. that's john and barbara who yeah. are looking to downsize yeah. to a bungalow yeah what do we need to do to help make that happen for them that used to kill me when we used to work in when i used to work on high street and um the corporates and you know you'd have managers meeting what have you and you know you're going through your exchange predictions or what have you and it was just you know, that one hasn't exchanged or why hasn't that one exchanged yet? And why actually they had a death in the family and actually, oh, well, actually, well, you're going to get it through next week. And I'm like, so I just said they had a death in the family. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's then you realise, whoa, you know, we don't actually really care about people here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, well, do you know on that as well, right? I Again, I think it was having a discussion the other day where if you put your house on the market today, let's say best even in most best case scenarios even if you sold it relatively quickly it's probably going to be six months like by the time you photo floor plan get it on the market sell it to the first person conveyance in process da, 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 da. 
call it six months, right? But there are going to be lots of times where people don't do it in six months. It might take 18 months. Now, their life is on hold. Like, yeah. there's holidays that they can't book. Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. there's uh, I don't know, children's events that they're not sure if they can go to because a viewing might come up. They've got to keep the house yeah, yeah. incredibly yeah, tidy because yeah. they don't yeah, know when yeah. that phone call is going to come in. 100%. It is. Um, yeah, we. it is a huge thing. And remember as well, Simon, they don't just wake up. No one wakes up in the morning and say, do you know what? I'm going to sell my house today. I'm going to call some agents in and we're going to get three, four agents in and then we're going to put us on the following day and we're going to... It doesn't work like that. Yeah. For nine out of ten, you know, it's, it's, it's a process that they've been thinking about for the best part of the year, even longer. I always ask that question, how long have you been thinking about yeah, it? Yeah. As a way to kind of find out really how motivated they are. Mm. But, you know, a year, two years, what have you, or, you know, I'm speaking to people now that are not going to be, you know, not going to be moving to, you know, 2024, but we still have, that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. So you're right, that their life go on hold, and, you know, we play a huge part of that. Ma- massively. Um, <laughs> we help them navigate the market, don't we? If they're not moving until 2024, well, there's still advice you could be giving over the next 18 months about, yeah. Maybe they've got an in, maybe they've got a mortgage coming to an end. Should they yeah. get a new fixed rate? They go variable. Maybe you say to them, "Look, you haven't got an EPC. Let's let's get an EPC done. Yeah. See how energy efficient your house is. And actually, if there's any improvements you can make to improve the value and saleability, yeah. maybe invest a bit of extra money there. So when it yeah. comes to 2024, we're yeah. going to get you the best price and sell quickly. And they just, and, but they also just reliant on what the neighbours are doing or. What similar houses on the road, but one is doing. Do you see what I'm saying? So you know, you're now I'm now charged with that. You know, so you know that forms part of my, I suppose, my prospecting because it's yeah, be like, oh, actually, did you know that so and so this has come on the market and it's very similar to yours, two roads away. So they're doing that anyway, but they're now relying. Well, well, on the point you just made, I think it's such a fantastic point because let's say I am that client who's thinking of moving in 2024, right, and you've come and appraised my property uh let's say i live on um smith street and i'm driving to work that day yeah and there's a board man putting a for sale board up right and typically people are going to go if they've got any even if they're not thinking of moving they're going to right move or uh, they're going to have a bit of a snoop okay so so I'm driving to work. Oh, i'll tell you what i'm going to go on right move and have a look at that oh it's not on right move yet but if you if you've seen that board go up, you see it gone right move, and you ring me, Simon, yeah. just to let you know that one that went up, yeah, it's gone on at 400. Um, I know you were hoping for 425 uh, on yours, but that's smaller garden, drive's not as good, exactly. da, da, da. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And you're the one who's exactly yeah. And I'd, yeah. I'd come away from that phone call going, My God, he's good. And and yeah. again, you're just those little tiny steps, but yeah. between now and 2024 of them yeah. choosing you. But actually, whilst they've not not instructed and trusted you to sell that property yet how many people in the next 18 months can they influence because your customers are your best marketers right yeah absolutely and and it's something that i you know something that something that i've definitely i've definitely picked up and it's you know that is worth more than ten thousand leaflets yeah it's worth more which is why you know when i spoke to you i was really conscious of the people in my database you know how can I sort of like add value to them? Even you no, know, it's not about them doing something with me tomorrow, next week. But if and when they're ready to do something, yeah. I need to be the first person they come to. 
Do you know what, actually, just thinking on what you said, um, as we've sort of come to the end of this podcast, we yeah. first spoke to each other, a, I don't know, a year ago? Was it a year ago? More than that. Probably, yeah. probably, a, bit more, probably a bit more than that, yeah. And, um, you know, we had a chat, um, uh, put the world to rights, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I think timing, timing wasn't right for you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't breathing down your neck or forcing you saying, hurry up, hurry up. And then... Yeah. It would never have worked that way anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But out of the blue, I just yeah. get an email yeah. from you. That's right. And and for the for the people listening, can you just share a bit about what that email well, obviously not everything about it, but like what, what happened there a, a year yeah. down the line? Yeah, well, I caught up with a good friend. I caught up with a good friend. Can I mention names here? You can do, yeah. yeah. I caught up with uh, Sarah Morton. Happy birthday to Sarah for yeah. the other Sarah, day. I, yeah, Sarah, happy birthday. My <laughs> and um, I caught up with Sarah just to, 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 to chew the fat and catch up because um, we often sort of like catch up over um, text and what have you, but we, we caught up for a, a little drink. And um, fantastic agent. So we were just sort of like comparing notes and um, she was saying, she basically she said the one thing that she couldn't do without was 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 home search and I was like what I spoke to Simon over a year ago what are you talking about and she goes yeah no seriously Chuck if I could if everything that I spend the one thing that I wouldn't cut off is what I spend with home search it's me all right I'm on it yeah. and yeah and for me that I didn't that was it you know for Sarah to say that to me that was it that's why I emailed you straight away I think you emailed me I think then there was like a whatsapp or a phone call and then you were like yeah what do I need to do next yeah, yeah, absolutely I didn't I didn't have to say anything and there's no better yeah. social proof sales mechanism for, for us than Sarah saying you've got to go yeah, yeah. Use no, it. 100% and yeah I, and I take like that quite strongly you know a referral and and that's why going back to the database thing for me that you know someone and I've had you know instructions I've had a number come up and I'm like who's this oh you sold so and so and someone says you're great and you know, I've had people where they're still on the market with me hey you sold it and they're like oh someone says recommended me she said you're doing a great job I'm like, oh, fantastic so yeah for me it's yeah it's 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 a massive thing and I think it's a lifeboat for definitely for, for my business Oh, stuff. Right. Final, final question. Oh gosh. Okay. Yes, Liverpool will win the league. Yeah, lit John. <laughs> we'll we'll regret that. We'll regret yeah. that. Um, big game Monday night. Um, right. Last question. Um, what's the best piece of advice you think you've been given in your estate agency career? Um, the best piece of advice. You know, I think you mentioned it. You mentioned it earlier, and um, it was it, don't take it personally. Mm. It's the best piece of advice I've been given because there are times when you've had, you know, you've come off the converse, you've come off the phone to a seller, a buyer. God forbid, you've got to tell them that the sale's fallen through or yeah. whatever, or whatever it is. You know, invariably we give good news, and you know, we're you know we're you know, a, a vital cog there. Both of them give some bad news. And some of the, you know, it's very easy to put that phone down or come away from that and think, oh my gosh, I am the worst. Just don't take it personally. That, you know, I, door knocking, getting a note, don't take it personally. Someone yeah. say, just don't take it. Losing an instruction, losing a value, don't take it personally. So I, I think uh, three, three points I think I'm going to cover off there. One, 
you're supposed to say the best advice you've ever had was from Sarah to <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> um when you just said about uh we get to deliver some lovely news you know congratulations you've exchanged congratulations you've completed but that moment when you're ringing up you know someone who is about to be repossessed and you say I'm so sorry the sale's fallen through there's nothing we can do and you know you're going to see them at their best times you're going to see them at their worst times and I think that it hit me once a few years ago when uh, my mum works in a hospice and unfortunately dealing with death a lot of the time and mm. she would have to tell family members that their loved one had passed away mm. and whilst obviously it's it's not nice saying what we say I was like well at least I'm not telling people unfortunately a loved one has, has passed away there's, yeah. there's a lot worse conversations I could be having Absolutely. and as long as you 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 tell that bad news as quick as you can yeah. and tell them look this is what we can now do next exactly. I think it's important and then on the caring point I would have quoted this quite a few times this podcast John John McGuire in Australia saying you got to care but not care too much yeah and I still need to learn that because um someone was rude to me on the phone the uh the other evening that frustrated me yeah. um but in terms of you said uh not to care too much you go out on an appraisal you lose it right you could have yeah. won 10 in a row yeah, yeah, yeah. At 11th and it's really irritating and I'd explain to my friends family etc it'd be like when you go out on market appraisals they're like yeah. yeah I'm like what do you feel like when you go on a job interview they're like oh my god I hate it, it yeah. I, you know my palms are sweating I'm nervous it's horrible yeah. I'm like estate agents gone hundreds if not thousands of interviews every single year absolutely so we do we are too hard on ourselves in this industry because you know, people don't get a job uh, and, and they're really cut up about it. You know, yeah, yeah. We, we get people say no all the time. Thousands yeah. of viewings. Yeah. There's only a, a small percentage of those people who say, yes, I want to buy the house. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and even now you still get, you, I still go into that little bubble. I think I'm wrong. Yeah. I step out of it again. You know, you, you snap. I can't remember what it was as you said it, you said it, but it's like you're that, you know, X amount of no's, you're that much closer to a yes isn't it and I always have to remind myself no matter how how down I'm feeling about rejection do you know what no stands for huh do you know no. what no stands for go on tell me next opportunity oh there you go Steve look at that Mr Golden Nugget you are <laughs> Mr Golden you're Mr GN Mr Golden Nugget oh. okay I think I'm like yes I like that I yeah like that. there you go I well like look the fact that you just said Golden Nuggets um i think that's a good place to uh end the podcast so are you off to mcdonald's or something or what? well no golden nuggets was a was a cereal back in the day do you remember that yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. maybe i should be the face of, of that cereal <laughs> if they still have it do you put do you are you are you one of those people that put the milk first and then the cereal cereal first the milk after cereal the milk? first then the milk just checking just, just checking yeah. yeah i mean i'm not a psychopath <laughs> you would have to be to do that you would have to be good stuff right chuck thank you very much for being such an amazing guest really appreciate no problem, it pal. thank you very much mate. good luck with it because it's fantastic to see you thank you mate thank you